The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. another episode of the Mexi, the mind that matters. Mexi mind matters with your host with the most French toast, the man with the plan. If he can do it, no one else can. Mexican. We have had an interesting week, ladies and gentlemen. I will say this. This is, you know, almost the end of February. And a lot of things have happened, including in politics. We will get to that in a few seconds. But first and foremost, I would like to wish a happy birthday to Coach Super, Super Sabrina. Uh, she owns Super Studios 253. As you know, one of the proud sponsors of Mixed Mind Matters podcast. For her birthday, uh, she's issuing a 41 challenge. You basically have to go sign up, register. And basically, it's a bunch of 41 reps of each different exercise. And, it's, you know, just for fun. And don't forget that you can use the promo code MEXI to save on your classes. Super Studio 253, a proud sponsor of the Mexi Mind Riders podcast. Now, let's get to the first item of business. This weekend was to put, well, it is actually, this weekend is the 2020 Tokyo Marathon. So, with the whole coronavirus spreading through Asia, a lot of Chinese people have died. It's now reached Japan. The Tokyo Marathon has decided. Now, of course, this was two weeks prior to the race. So, this was early this week. It made the decision to only allow elite runners in the race. Anybody non-elite... Sorry, Pepe, the race is canceled for you. You cannot come run. And I, now, as somebody who is part of the running community, my running community social media went up in an uproar. Like, it was ridiculous, the amount of comments about the race being canceled for them. Now, mind you, this race probably has like forty to 50,000 people in the race. And... It being canceled, I get it. I'd be pissed. But, see, Mexi's already done all six majors. So, I'm not concerned. But, I also think that everybody that's bitching should just suck it up, buttercup, and try again. What happened when Sandy destroyed New York and the New York City Marathon ended up not happening? Well, guess what? New York was nice about it because it was days before... And they gave you guys deferrals. They, you know, gave credit, discounts, whatever have you to the runners. And they were able to run it the following year. Tokyo is huge. Tokyo has about, like I said, forty to 50,000 people running every year. Most of those, not elite. It, they capped it to 300 elite people because of the spread of the virus. And it makes sense. 
If you are worried about the coronavirus, mind you, it's basically the flu. So it's probably not going to kill that many people that I know of. But, you know, it is still a disease. It is still something that needs to be handled. So I get it. It's a lot easier to control 300 elite runners to not contaminate anyone, especially since the elite runners tend to run with, you know, their own crew. So the people handing them the water bottles and the fluids are people they know, the people they choose. It's not just some rando volunteer. Whereas if you got 40,000 people running, you got all these volunteers. All it takes is one volunteer to be sick. And that, and that shit spreads. And then everybody flying home from Tokyo, well, guess what? That's going to be an issue. Now, I don't understand what the bitching is about. I would be pissed too. But again, I ran this race in 2017. What did I do? Booked my flights way in advance with cancellation. Got the trip, uh, the trip insurance. Because that trip insurance, I know people don't want to pay an extra 50, but guess what? I usually don't pay it if it's something I know that's going to happen. If it's something that I'm traveling 12 hours by plane, then yeah, I will buy the trip insurance, especially if something happens when I'm using multiple airlines. So yeah, I, I bought that when I did the race. Then, obviously the hotel, I have Hilton Honors, so I can obviously cancel up to three days before. So again... Aside from the expensive race fee or any charity money you had to raise, you should really just shut the fuck up. Like, I'm tired. Like, you people are acting. I get it. It's it's the, it's the six majors. They're important. You're out a lot of money. It's for charity, so you can deduct taxes from that. You know, it's tax deductible, so you can get that back. One. Two... Everything else, if you plan accordingly, should not be an issue. So, I mean, we're runners. You act as if this is the only race you've ever had that ever got canceled or that you ever DNF'd or that you ever, ever, you know, couldn't go to. No. I mean, I've I've not gone to races quite a bit. Mind you, not the six majors, of course, because I'm a good planner. So, I don't see why people are just bitching. And even on one of the social media groups, the World Marathon Majors group, the administrator is not even the one doing the bitching. He's just updating people. And at one point, he just says one thing. On the race website itself for the Tokyo Marathon, it legit says they're not responsible for any refunds, deferral, anything like that. It's something where to happen in the race. And with two weeks notice, you should be okay with that. So, just suck it up. Yeah, that does mean that in 2021, there's going to be a lot of people, if they end up do doing deferrals, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be, you know, signing up for that. So you might as well wait to 2022. What's the rush? This is why you do them early, people. I'm just saying. Now, I'm not going to lie. If you already have tickets to Tokyo and you already took the time off work, and there's no race, I would still go visit Tokyo. Like, I don't understand why you would need to cancel your flight. That's just me. I would totally go back to Tokyo. Now, coronavirus, yeah, that's, again, 
I don't understand why the world is putting all my shit on hold. My uh, Mexico marathons, you know, Mexico, the country is in too bad of a shape for me to be traveling back and forth. Two, all these uh, out of the country races, like I was supposed to do the Chile marathon in November. I mean, Chile had riots. Australia's got bushfires. I mean, and now the coronavirus is everywhere, so I can't even trust anything that's outside of the U.S. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll probably be fine, but I also do not want to necessarily get the virus. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not okay being sick or getting the flu. And if I get it, everybody else I know is going to get it. And guess what? Uh, I don't want my wife to get it. We talk about weak immune systems. Yeah, the wifey. Anywho, before we move on, let me just say, don't forget, if you want to relax, chill, your race got canceled, you can still get a massage. Hit hand and soul massage. Uh, Mexi is now going to the one in Polaris. Use promo code Mexi and save on your membership or your first sweetest massage. Hand and soul massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, moving on to other things. As the wife said, so we'll, st- we'll stick it in the realm of running. The wife recently shared something to me. It was a link to Marathon Investigations, the Derek Murphy website, where he basically talks about who he's caught cheating left and right, blah, 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 blah. And it was cute that she didn't know that I was already subscribed and I've already, already donated to his page because I don't condone cheating. Let me say that right now. So the reason she shared this on my page, because it was funny, it had a few new articles, one of which the recent uh, Columbus Marathon. Some of you might remember this. This was the marathon that I've done twice. Um, second time round, I destroyed good, uh, good buddy Ben, who claimed he could beat me at a marathon. That's the race. February, you know, Dublin Metro Loop place. You run around the place 26 times. So, apparently they moved it up. It was early, It was on Groundhog's Day sometime uh, this month. And, lo and behold, the person who won the race ended up cutting the course and cheating. So, huh. Sounds familiar? Yeah. Anywho, his splits were like not in par. And mind you, that race, if I if it still stayed true, it has a very strict cutoff. I think it's a five-hour cutoff. And this guy, I, here's the thing about Metro Place Loop. If people have never been there before, it's a pretty open area. Like you, if you're cutting the course, you have to go through the parking lot. And with the parking lot of all these businesses. And if anybody sees you, you're right there in the open. Like, there's no if, buts about it. You are basically open to anything. So, I don't understand how you were able to cut the course. Without anybody noticing. That's the first thing I don't understand. 
And number two, are you really that stupid? You signed up for a race you probably didn't know it was a fire out cutoff. And you decided to, you know, cut the course. And this guy was a collegiate runner who begged to be anonymous. Are you fucking kidding me? A collegiate runner decides to cheat and cut the course at a race that I've done twice. No, please get the fuck out of here. That's the kind of thing that baffles me. And then on top of that, I was reading the other articles. And there was one from the Dallas Marathon where that was a race I actually did. And there was like 20 people who cut the course. And, and it was at the obvious part where like you're about to go around the lake and then you just turn around and don't do it. Duh. Or it was the part where you were supposed to sign up for the ultra and then you ended up not doing the out and back. Like you really think they had an out and back and wouldn't put a timing mat at the end of that bad boy to kind of verify that you actually did that. I'm just like, why? And these are, and, and here's the thing. I myself get even more pissed because some assholes in the running community accuse some of my times as not legit with no proof whatsoever other than, well, he hit every timing map, but there's no way he would have finished in four and a half hours or five hours or five and a half hours. Are you shitting me? So, no witnesses, nothing. Now, mind you, I will say that I think there was one marathon, it was a trail marathon, where I'm not even sure if I went the wrong way. But I got done in five hours. So, I'm like, well, I'm guessing I didn't get lost. I don't know. It was still five hours, and they gave me a medal, and the race happened to not have any results online. So I'm like, well, fuck, I'm going to have to redo the state or something. Yeah, like, I take my shit seriously. So the fact that some schmo just says, well, uh, he hit the timing mats, but why is he running that fast? Oh, why is he running that slow? Uh, I mean, no. If you had issues with a course... Or anybody who's course cutting, bib muling, whatever have you. That's what Derek Murphy's for, okay? If there was really any concerns, people would be issuing these claims to this mofo to investigate it. Guess what? Not been investigated once. So, unlike other people, <clears throat> the Larry Makins of the world, who are caught on video cutting the course on a loop. Once again, I don't understand how you think you're not going to get caught on something that's a loop. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, it is going to be batshit obvious that you're cheating. There was one that somebody accused me of cheating, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? It's like, uh, 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 uh. there was a timing mat. I don't think you hit it. I'm like, well, what? What mile? Uh, mile uh, 19. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting because here's my photos from that race. And I take pictures of every mile marker I go to. 
just in case. Oh, look at that. There's no tummy mount on the fucking floor. So either A, you did a different race than you think I was at, or B, you're full of shit. There was literally one time somebody did not let me in their social media club because they're like, oh, you're, uh, you have some questionable times. I'm like, oh, name one. And he gave me a race. And I'm like, dude, I, I have never even ran that marathon. So, I mean, I, I can assure you, I keep track of my shit. I have never run that marathon. And I can prove that. Idiots. Idiots. Like, hearsay. Like, this is why... I started, I'm like, paying attention to, like, these random things. I hate that people view the Marathon Maniacs, a club that I've been a part of since 2014, as course cutters and slow folks. Why? Because we got people like Larry Macon who fucking cut courses on video. The 50 State Club, great. They create their own races and make them certified to get the 50 states where there's clearly 50 marathons in 50 different states. And I'm like, why would they do that? And the answer is simple. All the other marathons have strict cutoffs. They're the only ones who organize races where, oh yeah, there's no time limit. Well, yeah, guess what? I can bet you anything that any Joe Schmo pulled off the street can probably walk or run 26.2 miles if he had all day to do so. That's ridiculous. Now, that's just, I like to do races, and I've, there's two, as I've always said, there's two things I'm always proud of. I've never officially finished last at a marathon that I've been a part of, and two, I have never not finished a marathon that I started within the designated time limit. And every time that somebody has challenged me to a one-on-one at a marathon or any kind of bet, guess what? Five and O in challenges. So for those of you who think you can do what I do better, yeah, you come to me correct. Now, Before we move on and talk about this week's politics, let me remind everybody that if you want to make sure you're protected this winter, get full coverage with American National. Hit my man Raymo call and uh, bundle. UM, UIM, get the med pay, liability, full collision coverage. Do not lower your limits people I know a lot of people like to say you want to save money by lowering what you have no if you have less than 100 300 across the board you need to up those bad boys give my man Raymo a call American National a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast now let's talk about our nice little political campaigning that's going on the the Democratic Party and all their six, the final six, the savory six, the sexy six nominees that are left for the Democratic Party. There was a debate Wednesday in Las Vegas at the Paris Hotel. I was shocked that I wasn't there, but anyways. Oh, I didn't watch it. It was glorious. The most entertaining debate I have seen ever. 
The punches were not pulled. Now, here's what I don't understand. Mayor Bloomberg. Well, I appreciate what you did for the city of New York during your tenure. I'm kind of surprised that you would have agreed to join the debate for a couple of reasons. One, you have a very, very, very squeaky voice. Two, you were already in the media for the stop and frisk nonsense. And you already had issues with non-disclosure agreements shutting up women who you've called fat and ugly. But yes, let's get on the debate and watch you stutter for like a good four hours. That made total sense. If you're going to buy this election, then fucking buy the election. This doesn't need to be on the fucking debate. Two, I very much enjoyed the fact that Amy Klobuchar almost fucking cried on stage. And the best part was Elizabeth Warren, who is going up against her as a candidate. Like, you can't both run and be president at the same time, ladies. So, solidarity and helping a sister out because she got called out by my man, Pete. Pete Booty. Pete, Pete Booty. He's got a big booty. That should be a slogan. I'm just going to say it. We already can't pronounce his last name correctly, so we might as well shorten it and make that his campaign slogan, okay? The dude never falters. The dude is clutch. The dude knows how to speak. He reminds me of Obama, the way he kind of talks and doesn't show emotion, which is what we need. And he's a former vet, you know, he's a former military guy, so he knows how not to buckle under the pressure. And he even was making jokes. He was making jokes at comments that were made in his direction by everybody. My favorite part about him is that the motherfucker speaks seven languages. Now, mind you, I'm like, well, what seven languages? I know six. What the hell's going on? He knows the Spanish. I think Farsi and Arabic are two of the others. And somehow Norwegian, English, and I don't know what the other two are. But the fucker knows at least three languages that I don't speak. So kudos to him. I could give two craps if he's gay. And he had a strong debate. Bernie, oh my man, I swear, I swear, Bernie. The yelling and the constant interrupting. The amount of times people were raising hands to interrupt people. Don't be nuts. And here's the thing with Biden and Bernie. Biden likes to think credit. Like, oh, we did this. We did that. Obama told me to go get the votes. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm sure you were the brains behind a lot of Obama's idea. I am certain. I'm, I'm certain of that. And at one point, he touches Pete. I'm like, dude, do you, can you, do you really have to touch people? Like, stop it. And Bernie just yelling and repeating. I swear, the amount of times he kept repeating, healthcare for everyone, healthcare for everyone. Oh, we're going to take down the pharmaceutical companies. I get what you're saying, Bernie, but I'm tired of not knowing how. During the motherfucking debate, Pete literally said, we're going to do this tax break and that, and it's going to create an option. If you don't want to choose Medicare for all and you want to you know, do your own private thing, you can. And that's the thing that I love about Pete. I don't want Medicare for all. Why? Because I don't think anybody over the age of 90 who could barely fucking walk should be paid by my taxes to stay alive. Especially 
in a country where we've seen time after time people don't take care of themselves. Doctors prescribe medication to plug holes as opposed to resolve the actual problem. Hey, dude, you're 500 pounds. Lose some fucking weight. We're not giving you medication. No, they don't do that. Insurance premiums go up. Pharmaceutical companies are making millions and billions of dollars. I get that, Bernie. I get it. But I want to know how. Somebody said that Bernie said, oh, it's quite easy. Let's just tax anybody who makes more than 29K. Let's just tax them 52%. Well, that seems like a lot of money to me. But this guy, Bernie, also wants to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour across the board. So let's just assume you make $15 an hour. I'd be pissed if I have a current job right now that pays me that and everybody else who works at McDonald's gets $15 an hour. That's number one. Number two, how am I, am I going to get a raise too? No, I don't know that. Three, uh, $15, $15 an hour is basically, you do the math, times 40, times 52 weeks. That's basically 31K a year. So you're already over the 29K of the taxes he's going to raise to 52%. Uh, if you do the math and take 52% of 31, that's like roughly $16,000. Oh, yeah. You're paid $16,000 a year in taxes. Take away that from 31, you're left with about 14000 and some change. Yeah. Divide that by 52 Divide that by 40, and that's your hourly rate. And I'm pretty sure it's under $15 an hour. I, if, if my math is right, it's about $7 an hour and some change. Yeah. You let me know, Bernie, how that's going to roll with anybody who currently is making minimum wage. That is under minimum wage, I believe, in some states. So you're going to raise the taxes to basically also raise minimum wage, which is not going to change anything. And you think these poor people are going to fly with that? You think the Republicans who opposed Obamacare, because Obama basically wanted that. He wanted Medicare for all. The Republicans in Congress that opposed that, you think they're going to be okay getting taxed way higher than 52%. I would like to see how you propose to pass that bill. That's the thing he won't answer. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. We'll figure it out. No. And see, that's the thing. I'm not going to give you four fucking years to figure it out when you've had heart attacks on the campaign trail because all I know, you're going to pick Joe Schmo as your VP and then he's going to try to do shit. You need to have the ability to negotiate, which is why I like Pete. Who is actually also the only one who makes about the same thing I make in a year. He makes it roughly around 100K a year. My dad made more money than Mayor Pete. So if you want to talk about somebody who can, you know, talk the talk and is more of a common man like our dearest president, which is why Trump keeps winning, is that no matter how much you attack him, he looks normal 
and less of a politician and more like one of us who would get in trouble the more you attack him. Just let him be. Ignore the bully and the problem is solved. Pete, with 100K a year, living in a small town in Indiana, he doesn't have million dollar houses. Bernie's going to tax people. Okay, Bernie, you got three houses. And on the debate, he was asked that. He was told, hey, you got three houses, dude. What the fuck? And he's like, well, I have one in D.C., duh. I have one in, in Burlington, duh. And I have another one in Vermont. <laughs> Most people in Vermont have that. <laughs> yeah, no. Guess what? Most people in America don't. So don't give me that nonsense. And also, Elizabeth Warren, I'm not going to lie. Not a fan of hers, but she did hit some pretty big haymakers during the debate. I loved it. Calling out Bloomberg. Hilarious. But then she kind of started defending Amy, and that's why I'm like, dude, come on. You can't be pulling pun- you can't be pulling punches. You're throwing haymakers, but then oh, they attack Amy well deservingly, and now oh, she's a female, we gotta defend her. No! That, and that's an example as to why we can't have a woman president. That right there. Everybody on that debate got emotional except Pete. And once they got emotional, they were yelling, they were interrupting, they almost cried. They weren't making any sense. They were repeating themselves other than Pete. And he was right for calling her out. I don't care what you say. If you are in charge or work in security and making sure that, you know, crossing the border is done the right way and you have a lot of relationships with my country, Mexico, and you are asked by a reporter, point blank, do you know who the president of Mexico is? Would you be able to discuss his policies with him? And you flat out answer no. That's not, oh, I forgot his name. No. That's like somebody asking me, uh, what is a demand and I work in personal injury and I don't know the answer. Or that's like somebody uh, asking a dentist, hey, what's a crown? And, oh yeah, I don't know what a crown is. Motherfucker, you're supposed to be able to put them on the teeth. If you work and are supposed to have relationships with the country south of the border from us, I expect you to at least be able to tell me who the president of Mexico is. It's just common sense. And Pete's like calling her out. He's like, oh, uh, if you rushed to listen to the interview, I went and discussed it. Yeah, after you went backstage and somebody said, dude, this is what you need to know. And even on the debate, she's like, his name is Lopez. Yeah, way to butcher his name. No, you clearly don't care who the president of Mexico is and you're in charge of securing our borders. Yeah. Yeah, nice try. Pete is speaking Spanish. And he has nothing to do with anything with Mexico right now. He's held his local Mexican small owners, small business owners in his city, you know, be able to flourish. But that's just, that's just me. So here's what I'm going to do. 
that's my take on the debate. And just as I've said before, if my options are Pete Trump, I'm voting Pete. The options happen to be Bernie Trump. I'm from Bernie. Anybody else, my man Trump's getting the vote. And whoever I vote for wins. Someone tried telling me, it's like, well, technically, if you voted for Trump, you're a Republican and you can't vote in the uh, primary for Ohio. I'm like, uh, I don't think that's true since I just updated my registration last week and it didn't say anything that I couldn't vote. So... With that being said, I'm voting for Pete in this primary. And don't take just my word for it. Let's look at the facts. I'm going to take the last minute of this podcast explaining to you why everybody should vote for Pete. You got six candidates. Bloomberg, Trump 2.0. Too many non-disclosure agreements. Too many issues. Sorry, I don't trust myself voting for him. If you if you hate Trump, you're not going to like Bloomberg. Warren. Again. Sorry, but not sorry. I don't think we should have a women president. As you saw on the debate stage, the fact that she went to Amy's defense <coughs> over a name... No, Amy did not forget a name. She flat out said, I don't know who the president of Mexico is. Even though that's part of her job. So if I can't trust you to go all out and pull punches on every, and you know, throw punches to everyone the same and you're pulling punches. No, I just don't trust you. But I will take you over Amy who flat out looked like she was going to cry and was caught lying on multiple occasions. And if you don't know the president of Mexico, yeah, no, I'm not voting for you. Biden, definitely not voting for Biden. One, just because he was with Obama doesn't mean shit. Two, the whole Ukraine investigation, I don't know what was up with that. And the guy stutters too much when he talks. Trump would eat him alive And he just can't stop touching people. Like, I just... No. And he dodges questions. So, no. Sorry, Biden. That's just... No. And Bernie... Again. Bernie, you're my number two after Pete. But unless you start explaining to me... Piece by piece... How you're going to raise the taxes to cover... Free college and free Medicare for all... How you're going to take down the pharmaceutical companies unless you give me a detailed plan. I just had a client forward me their treatment plan for the dentist. So if a dentist can give me a treatment plan to fix my, my client's teeth after an accident, I expect Bernie with three houses and millions of dollars to be able to at some point tell me, hey, how are we going to fund this Medicare for all? How are you going to make it pass the Republicans? Because you're going to have to compromise. And that's the thing with Bernie. I don't think he's compromising. It's either his way or the highway. Pete seems like he's a good negotiator. Again, this is why I like Pete. Many reasons I like Pete. And, it, and while everybody else is late to the party and joining me on the Pete bandwagon, 
I will say this. The moment I started joining Team Pete was the moment he announced he was running for president. That speech right there. That speech right there as mayor that I saw, and I saw it on fucking YouTube, that he was going to run for president. And I'm like, who is this guy? And just that speech right there, I'm like, oh, okay. All right. All right. I see you, Pete. Show me, show, show me what, what, how it's done. And guess what? So far, every debate I'm okay with. And I think he's our guy. He will not falter against Trump, I can assure you. And he will bring the facts to the table. And that's just the way it is because, you know, and again, if he comes out and it's him and Trump, makes he votes for winners. 2-0 and and voting for the president. Just throwing that out there. Well, that is all we have for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. As always, hit us up on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat. You know the deal. All the episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Rate, subscribe, review the podcast. Hit us up with questions. You know how to get a hold of me. And as always, remember, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Pete 2020. Till next time.